0: The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe.
1: Welcome to this episode of Pit Life Barbecue. Gather around the pit with your hosts Johnny Mags and Greg, the Barbecue Broker DiGiorgio. Let's talk barbecue.
2: What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. It's the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, where we talk everything barbecue and a lot of other topics that you normally talk around the pit. As always, I'm joined by the barbecue broker. My dude. What's happening? How are you? I ain't going to lie to you. I'm still tired. From what? Riverfest. Oh. I literally got up at 5 o'clock Friday morning, went to work, came Mm -hmm. home, started cooking 40 pounds of pork butt. Mm Mm-hmm. For Riverfest, we had a t- brother t Max house yep. on Saturday mm-hmm. and probably left there about 6, 6 mm-hmm. o'clock, 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Got home, my knees were aching, mm-hmm. so of course I couldn't sleep. Yep. Needless to say, I woke up about 3 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> it's a lot. Got up. Grabbed something to eat, basically hung out for a minute, and went back to bed.
0: This <laughs> is just a backyard friendly backyard comp, but there's a lot that goes into it. Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah. there's a lot of, you know, it's specifically at C-Mac's house. He's got the hills, so there's a lot of up and down the hills yeah, and the yeah. steps just to set up. Uh, But, man, he puts on a great...
2: And speaking of, there he is. He He is incognito. He is under Jenny Long McPherson.
0: He he puts on... Him and his wife both because they... I know she helps a lot behind the scenes. They put on a fantastic, fantastic event. 100%. Now, you made a prediction at the very end of the last podcast. Do
2: you remember what that was? Yeah, I was going to have a walk. What was the results?
0: <laughs> oh, I got a walk. In the. Which one? In the... I got an indirect walk. So still, my prediction uh-huh. was correct. What this. is the indirect Son... walk? Did you get the. get the? You get the Veeples? No. Nope. Oh, what you get? I got kids queue baby. Oh, that's right. Your kids got the kids. Harry and JJ knocked oh, off yeah. a beautiful second place oh, call. Amazing.
2: on the kids steak
0: competition. Mm-hmm. You did indirectly get a call. <laughs>
2: So, indirectly, your offspring. Go. I got a call, but dude, second place. I, I don't care if I came in dead balls last.
0: Yeah. The, yeah.
2: My kids got a second awesome. place steak call. Amazing. Come on now. Yeah. I'm amazing. thrilled
0: with that. That's amazing. That's, that's And amazing. they got that's a grill. So cool. That's awesome.
2: I got to find a place to put another grill.
0: Yep, this yep. time you won't get in trouble for it. It's, not, your fault.
2: it's,
1: it's, not, it's not my fault, it's it's my fault honey. It's the kids, kids did it. Did it. <laughs> but
0: once again, it was the New England Pitmasters Masters barbecue that came through. The winners of whatever the category—there was no really category—but we took okay, first overall. Yeah, overall, and nice. we broke out. Well, we 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 turned in some. Uh, one was a picanha. We, we did that because that was kind of our people's choice thing that we were trying to get, uh, and they came out great. But there was so many other. great Johnny served amazing food um, that day, uh, but we did break out the uh snow fried ribs, Chrissy.
2: Ooh, what and is- the
0: smoke fried ribs Ooh. came out. In my opinion, even Better than they did at Bedlin Barbecue because I actually picked up, or my wife had uh, inherited this little tabletop fryer that I could actually now set the temperature oh. and the time and make sure that it comes out golden brown without overcooking everything, and it, it was awesome. So shout out to the crew, hey, we did it again. Career. Let's do, yeah. You know, more. and
2: you know, one another. Thank you, obviously, to C Mac and Jenny for, you know, gr- obviously hosting. This event and big undertaking, huge undertaking, Mm -hmm. a lot of sponsors to it. You know, I you know, right off the bat, first and foremost, Uncle Steve, Mm
0: -hmm. yes, sir, was a
2: sponsor of it. Thanks,
1: Uncle Steve.
2: Making nice C Max Riverfest, 2021 label, uh, Lucky Shake, Fogo Charcoal. Odd, strangely enough, the CEO of Fogo just happened to be in town. And someone had told C-Mac, and they hooked up, so he he showed up. It was great. Then the bunch of, a couple, a butcher shop, beer, brewers, all types of stuff. So many people had their hands into pulling this off, and it it was absolutely tremendous.
0: It was. It was. So shout out to the McPherson family. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of Uncle Steve... If you're ever wondering why everyone's going to C-Mac's barbecues, but for some reason they're not going to yours, it's because C-Mac is using Uncle Steve's shake. And maybe you're not, which means one thing, Chrissy. You
2: better get you some.
0: straight, you better. Uncle Steve is handmade. Uses only the finest ingredients and comes in over 12 and actually 12 now, 12 amazing flavors. You got to change that. I was going to it. only messes that. me up. I don't even need that. I mean, so you get it. Well, how did It's just there. It just ah. follows me where I go. If you can grill it, Uncle Damn Steve it has you. a shake for it. And if you have any shake questions, Uncle Steve has fantastic customer service to walk you through all your shake needs. It's time to take your backyard game to that next level with Uncle Steve's shake. Shake some on what, Chrissy? Everything. You bet your ass. I legitimately
1: do I even will go If I'm ordering like Wings from a pizza place I now get Plain Just so I can put Uncle Steve's shake on it A little little gator
0: shake on there Yeah This episode also brought to you by
2: We're just gonna throw in That that second place steak Was a cow shake Just saying Hey Lucky lucky shake Lucky shake Lucky shake Lucky shake My bad uh, The
0: new AP He's got Yep. Yep. Yep Lucky shake Amazing
2: uh also brought to you by Two Guys Smoke Shop and Two Guys Cigars dot com. Whether we're barbecuing or not, we always keep the smoke rolling thanks to our friends at Two Guys dot com. Today we are smoking the the Av- Avo Avo Caribe Robusto. That's right there. Yeah. Huh? That's right. Well, it was I
1: mean good. I have a teleprompter here, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. You don't need Thanks
2: a to our yourself. friends at two dot com. We get to smoke some of the oh, best cigars <laughs> in the world and so can you. Just visit twoguyscigars dot com for your <laughs>
1: Perfect P- Barbecue Perfect Perfect. Companion. Ooh. That's the number two, guys, wow. cigars. I was just trying to help while you were choking. Perfect Barbecue talking. Companion. <laughs> Chest
2: compression. That's the number two, guys, cigars.com.
0: That's why we have a you total problem. you to make it through the rest yeah. of the show yeah, all I want to know. This episode also brought to you by Backline Smokers, Backline Fabrication in Austin, Texas. Mr. Ryan Newland just creating some of the most magnificent one-off smokers, live fire devices you're probably ever going to lay your eyes on. No two pits look the same. No live fire pits look the same. This guy customizes everything. He fabricates every square inch of all his builds himself, which you can't say for a lot of Uh, the high-end pit builders in Texas. So the possibilities are endless. If you want some, um, the multi-tool, by the way, I know I talk about it every week. It's just, I mean, this thing is fantastic. It's wood-fired. You got the grill. You got the plancha. You can hang stuff. It's amazing. I cannot wait to get one myself. So check them out. Backline Smokers, Backline Fabrication, Austin, Texas, Ryan Newland, BacklineFabrication.com. JB, what's happening? Kyle, Claudia,
2: Daddy Dutch, what's up, Eric, gentlemen? Kader, what's happening, Uncle Steve? actually... Daddy, uh,
0: Craw Dizzle McNizzle. Sounds
2: like he's um, he's mixing while he's listening. And he
0: says uh, those Sundays, Chris, what's happening? The barbecue Sunday was a money mags. Damn straight it was. Mm-hmm. Hi,
2: Kyle. Beautiful he's barbecue
0: Sunday. Yep. So let's get into the brass I think You love that one. I you love, love it. that one. He oh, we're gonna get shirts made. Yellow V-neck. Because I know you guys <laughs> love the, the yellow v neck is making so a Julia comeback. Yeah. <laughs> Junior loves
1: the yellow v neck.
0: It's coming next week. It's nice. going to be back. I'll model It's a in, so, it's in rotation.
1: Yeah.
2: To let all everyone listening, we are staying local, boys. So Ooh. you guys going to have to pay attention, keep up. I don't think we got any subtitles because the accents are going to be flying today. <laughs> <laughs> so we're happy to be joined today from the great state of Maine. That's right. The top right boys, I know all you southern guys down there don't don't venture up that far. It's like really a
0: diagonal shot from where you guys are down there. Yeah, you know? kind of like yeah. that. Like that. Yep. But guys,
2: ladies and gentlemen, please welcome from Bub and Mother's Down East Dinner Dust. You did it. I love you that name. Trying, I've been, been practicing, practicing it all day, day. cuz I wanted to- Anyway, trying. ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, Mr. John Furman. John, what's happening, hey, John? Sir? How are you, bud?
1: Guys, good to see you from all the way up here.
2: Yeah, all the way <laughs> up here.
1: Good stuff, man.
2: Oh uh, yeah. So, George, you reached out to us the, uh, a couple weeks ago, which you know, first off, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. It was great to find. It's great to find the local stuff, and especially in our area, obviously not known for barbecue, mm-hmm. to have a local barbecue rub company. Let's spotlight it all. -hmm. So, as we start with all our guests, first and foremost, who is John Furman and how did Bub and Mothers Down East in a Dust
1: come about? It's, yeah, quite a story. Um, I, uh, as I said to you guys earlier before we went off the air, I was born up here when my dad was in the Navy. It used to be a Navy base here in Winter Harbor. when he got out, moved back down to the New York Metro where I grew up. Got into business, um, sales, training, all that sort of stuff for about forty years. Had the opportunity to come back up here and uh, looked around and said, "You know what? This place needs a business." And um, the funny thing was, I had no idea what kind of business we were going to start. So. As I'm sure you guys are aware, a lot of great ideas come out over a local brew. Fact. So we, we're sitting around and you have to understand up here, a lot of the guys are lobstermen. And uh, a bunch of them are a lot older than me. And it seems that, that I don't know what the age is. I think it's around 72. They just start calling each other Bub. They don't have to remember anybody's name. They just say hey, Bub, "hey Bub. And, and they're all deaf from the engines anyway when they're with their wives they call their wives mothers and i'm i'm hearing this and i said that's a great name for a business bob and mothers what the hell are we gonna make (laughs) (laughs) so awesome i you know from again uh, business had me living in the carolinas for about five years and as you guys know You know, uh, almost every other restaurant is barbecue, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, okay, do what you know, do what you know. And while I was down there, I, I started to learn how to blend different rubs. So when I came up here, I said, well, I can do that. And, you know, I let a couple of people try it and their question kept coming back. What's, what's main about it? It's good, but what's main about it, you know, other than the name and they were right. So I started looking around going, well, what, you know, I knew I had a pretty good flavor profile, so whatever I put in, I had to take something out that was kind of the same. So one of the things I always found tough with rubs, they a lot of them use a brown sugar base, as you know. Personally, I don't like the way brown sugar caramelizes. Mm. Okay. it gets clunky. Now, when gets you're smoking, too. it's not – too awful a deal because you're you're doing it low and slow and you're mm-hmm. expecting that crust. But if you're you're, if you're hot and fast on a grill, you know you might end up with a burger that looks like it's got a suit of armor on it. Mm. So we started playing, and in the original flavor, which is the Downey's dinner dust, we took out the brown sugar and we put in maple crystals. Mm. We get them from a local syrup factory up here, That's and I good. said, you know what? That's the deal. It caramelizes a lot slower. Okay. Okay. And obviously, it it has that that maple flavor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I could have stopped there, but again, over a few brews, he said, "Let's see what else we can find." Well, anyway, <clears throat> up the line for me, up in Eastport, Maine, which is actually as far north as you can go in the United States on the East Coast. Hmm. Little company called Ray's Mustard. Now, you guys might have seen them in some of the specialty stores. Yeah. They have about 800 flavors, but they're the oldest mustard company in America. So I walked up there, literally met the Ray family, said, Listen, I've got this idea. It may sound a little crazy, but I'm going to try and make a nice dry rub company down in Winter Harbor. And One of my ingredients is ground mustard. I'd like to use main ingredients. And on a handshake, they've agreed that they won't grind mustard for anybody else but me. And we've been doing it now for three and a half years. And then, of course, we added blueberry powder, which everybody said, why? (laughs) You have to taste it. You'll see. And the last thing, in our dinner dust, um, we... We have a roaster up here. We get fresh ground, roasted espresso, coarsely ground in the dinner dust, which, you know, is my preference on beef. I like the The yeah. coffee really wakes up the other spices in the beef. Mm. Now, the honey and heat, just briefly, a lot of the same stuff. We use honey crystals instead of maple syrup crystals. And our spice, this was the thing. I found a lot of rubs when – uh Somebody says, hey, you need a spicy flavor. You need to kick it up a bit. They, they throw cayenne in it and call it a day. Uh, uh, okay. You know, uh, and, uh, if you like real spicy stuff, that, that's great. I wanted a spice that you knew it was there, but you didn't forget what you were eating in the first place. Yep. So we settled on Chipotle. Mm-hmm. A, it's smokier. B, you kind of get it at the end. You know, I've had a lot of people that go, let me try that. They'll try it. And they go, I don't, I don't see. Oh yeah. There it oh,
0: is. is. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know? and it doesn't and it's, last yeah. very long. It, it's so, a too.
1: you know, once we had that done, uh, you know, I like, I'm about getting validated. So I went down to Nashville and visited a couple of the uh, top guys down there. <laughs> and uh, really, fun. I mean, I literally walked into their restaurants. I had a flavor of each rub in each pocket you know hey guys i'm gonna order food here i swear to god but i want you to just tell me what you think and it was an interesting lesson because um they they said you know it's good to have a a mild and a spicy but that's it and i said real, because i was asking them what other flavors do i need you know i mean i'm trying to make and and both of them these were the top two pitmasters in Nashville. They have the top two barbecue restaurants brought me into their kitchens and said, see that big jar up there. Yeah. That's our flavor. One, we have one flavor. People come here because they want it to taste like that. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> and listen, I, you know, there are so many rubs out there. The one thing I learned watching guys compete and, and of course you guys can speak to this better than I, is that they'll use multiple rubs on Mm. one piece of meat to create whatever Mm. it is they're trying to do layers. Yeah. You know, and then they might add a sauce and then they might put jelly on it or they, you know um, so having only two flavors is not a right answer. It's not a wrong answer. It's my answer. So, you know, um, (laughs) it's, we we tell people we're a gourmet dry rub company with a main attitude and a mission. <laughs> that's that's our story.
0: That's oh, that's that is quite oh, the story. My my question is, just because you lived in Carolina doesn't mean that you just start throwing rubs together. What was the spark that kind of got you to want to mix these spices together and I, and create that? If I
1: stood up, I'd block out the camera. I uh, you know you can't maintain my size. You know, and and barbecue was just. I mean, I wasn't going to eat just
0: potatoes. So you, you're so in, so you are a, you, you say, you're you're a good old a boy
2: like me. Okay, okay,
1: good, good, good. Yeah, Forgive look, me. You know, I, I did today. Here, here's the thing, and and you know, I've been, I've been fortunate in that I've been, you know, I've done a bunch of these. I've done some radio interviews and, and some TV, and they all ask the same thing. You know, what what's so special? You know uh about your rub in maine and you know th- if you google a little bit of history the word barbecue was used the very first time in 1733 in salem massachusetts now at that oh. time oh. come on oh a, a drop of knowledge folks. is this real Education At that time, time, Maine was part of the Massachusetts colony. Yep. What? And since they were so busy burning witches and getting ready for the revolution down Boston way, we decided we invented barbecue up here. So
0: that's we, gonna be we controversial. take full credit for this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You heard it here, boys. Barbecue what? originated here in, uh, in Maine. That's right. In, in New we England. We talk funny because <laughs> we eat ribs. That's
1: it. <laughs> oh, this is tremendous. The reality is this, if, and and as I said, I lived in Carolina, if you go to Carolina, walk into a typical Carolina restaurant and say, I want barbecue. You're getting a pulled pork sandwich. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what you're getting. Mm -hmm. Great. Is that barbecue? Well, it depends. If you go to Texas and you say, I want barbecue, what do you get? Brisket, right? You're going to get brisket or or you're going to get short ribs. ribs. Yeah. Right. You're going to get beef. Yep. And if you go to St. Louis, you're getting ribs. And if you go to Alabama, they're putting white sauce on everything. On everything, yeah, yeah. So what's barbecue? And to me, barbecue is an event, <clears throat> okay? It's where you bring a bunch of people together. Nobody has a bad time at a barbecue, right? Barbecue, I, I, I can tell you this, and you know, and we didn't talk about it before, but I lived in Manchester for 20 years, Okay. And one of the neat things on our street was when we moved in, everybody seemed to move in at the same time, right? All the houses were virtually new. We moved in and, you know, within a few years, we truly had a neighborhood that reminded me of where I grew up, you know, in, in the New York area with, with real neighbors. And what I mean is on Sundays, I would get the grill going on the deck. My next door neighbor said, what are you cooking? I'm cooking this. Hey, do you got room on the grill? I got some of this. Yeah. Well, let me call Jay and we'll bring Jay over. And the next thing you know, we've got 30 people. Yeah. Right. And we're all throwing at each other's food on the grill, except Jay. We didn't let him cook.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jay. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, you know, but it was just, it, it, it was just an automatic and it just happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right now. You know, keeping in mind that according to uh, the Farmer's Almanac, we only have six months of barbecue season up here. Now, you guys are younger than I, and I will be perfectly honest with you at this stage in my life, when it's 20 below in a blizzard, I'm not going outside to light anything, okay? <laughs> it's not gonna happen. I'm not shoveling my way to a grill, I'm not snow blowing my way to a smoker. Those things are in the shed until the little tulips come up next year. Now, how can you have great barbecue? All right. The reason we chose the spices we chose, the blends that we chose, is that done right, low and slow, in your oven, you can still have great barbecue. All right. Now, why is that important? Well, it's important up here because – you know, if you put a small pork loin in the oven, all rubbed up with your rub and set it at 225, five hours later, the whole first floor of your house is warm, it smells great, and that thing is gonna fall off and and, and be pulled apart. So you can have the pulled pork. You know, are you gonna have a smoke ring? You're not gonna have a smoke ring. But you talk to any pit master out there, even even competitors. There's only two ways to cook barbecue, to compete or to eat, all right? When you're competing, and don't, don't take this the wrong way, competition barbecue is great to eat, provided it fits the guidelines of the judges, right? I mean, it still tastes good to me, but if it doesn't bite right, all right? Hmm. See, at my house, if you can chew and swallow it and like it, it's good barbecue. We don't have trophies. We have seconds, <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it.
1: <laughs> that so, is awesome. It's guys, you, you know, just to come full circle. It's a barbecue is just a thing, you know, and, and I love people getting territorial about it because, you know, in a, in a competition, it, it makes you cook better, you know, but I'm telling you, if you lived in North Carolina, like I did, man, it's like Duke versus North Carolina. When you go East West. You know, you've got ketchup-based versus vinegar base, mm-hmm. and they'll kill each other. <laughs> you know, I, I'm yeah. just, I'm not that violent of a person. It's just like, you know what? Skip the sauce, <laughs> use my rub, and everybody <laughs> get along.
0: And it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: That's Wait, awesome. Now,
0: where did you live in, Carolina? was it North Carolina is where you were?
1: Yeah, I lived in North Carolina in Wilmington. <clears throat>
0: and you that know, is? Like, the literally the southeastern corner. Of South, of Okay, so southeastern corner, but still. Yeah, okay. I'm about it. But still, it, was if, no, it was northeast. It's still northeast Carolina, which is the vinegar base, the whole hog. Yeah, it's That's eastern you, North
1: Carolina. Okay. Was, yep. And as you get yep. over whole, to the other side. Oh, st- yeah. He, I mean, if you, if you come down Route 40, you'll see the big billboards for, you know, so and so's pig farm, get your pig mm-hmm. uh, and our sauce.
0: You know, yep, we'll, yep.
1: we'll get it all for you.
0: And as you get over to, um, the, to the northern, to the western part of the state, they start moving over to shoulder. And more, yep. more ketchup and, and based a ketchup sauce. based
1: yeah. thicker, much thicker sauce. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and you know what? It's all good. Well, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's all good. Best best advice I ever heard from, from anybody is the best way to tell a great barbecue restaurant is the side dishes. That's, that's and right. I I kind of thought about that. And they, they said, Listen, anybody that's willing to stick their neck out and open a restaurant can cook up ribs and pork and brisket and all that stuff. Right. The thing that separates them. How cool are the sides? And and
0: you know, uh it's music to my ears right now. It's <laughs> <What's> music, <that? laughs> it's music to my ears right now. This is exactly the conversation I had with my wife when we we're talking about opening a catering company. I said, what separates good and bad barbecue places, at least around where I am, it's like you're either gonna have great meats and awful sides, or just great sides and awful meats. There's not a there's not a lot of... You can count on one hand how many places around a, a quick distance from us that I get really offer both of those things. Hence, my wife became also my side chick. <laughs> and she makes all the sides. <laughs> and she is... She makes... Elevated size. I mean, she's amazing. She's so that. I, I speak. That's to the that. key. It's important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, that's you where love the love it. comes in. Not that mm-hmm. the love doesn't come in with a fourteen-hour brisket or pork butt cook, but really the the love and the the creativity. A lot of that comes in with the. Oh, that yeah. was like with me this weekend at Riverfest. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I did the pork butts. Claudia did all the rest. She did the mac Put and cheese. She did she made the slaw fresh, you know. Yep. yep. She did all of that, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. It, those f- right flavors in the right amounts all combined the layers. For the whole for the whole plate. Yeah. For the whole experience. Yep. So the the main and the sides need to jive. Yep. To have the, the perfect experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And what you were saying with doing it you know in the oven, oddly enough, I um I've been watching obviously I, I watch a lot of YouTube and I've been watching this gentleman. Who you? You watch a lot of YouTube? <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> just, this this gentleman by the name of Justin Wilson, the oh, yeah. the Cajun yeah. chef, he, you know.
1: He had a TV show on when I was a kid. Yeah,
2: they, they, they've I been on I guarantee you know. <laughs> glad you see me today, and uh, let's have a little wine. But oh, he's tremendous. But he was on like around here. We'd have Channel Two or WGBH. PBS, you know. Yeah, PBS. You know, the local broadcasting that he was on down in Louisiana and Mississippi and that area. And he would do, like you said, he would do a brisket yeah. right in the oven, and he'd have it on at 200 degrees, and he goes, you just let this go overnight. But he, I'm adding this, I'm adding this, and I'm adding this. These are going to give you that barbecue flavor, that little bit of smokiness and all that. But it was funny that you had said that, that right. you can do it right in your oven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the barbecue guys here, and don't, don't you all lie to me right now in this chat, you've all done it. Eh, finished briskets and You oven. finished it up finish and it finished, it finished this, everything up in the oven because at that point you're dealing with just the BTUs.
0: Once so you, you get, just once need you get your heat. four or five hours of smoke on it. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I've definitely taken it out and finished it in ovens before. Well, especially in the cold. Had, it's had, right? It gets cold up in here. I had a
1: pit once. It gets cold. And, you know, you guys, <laughs> you may have experienced this. On uh, my smoker, I have had had the, the toughest time
0: smoking wings. Which is what type of smoker, by the way? What are you using? Indirect, like an off, like well, no, like a like, offset, offset smoker. Yeah. Come on, okay. So you're rolling with so uh, wood. Okay. I
1: anyway, I, I, I grabbed this guy, and this guy is like, you know, he's got a restaurant, he's competing, and I said, can I ask you a question? I said, I, I don't want your deepest secrets. But I can't get my chicken wings crispy. What do you do? How do you do it? So he kind of looks around. Like, anybody listening? And he says, uh, about three minutes before they're done, I take them off and I put them in the broiler and crisp them up. Crisp them up. And I was like, what? (laughs) All right. There you go. Maybe that's not such a bad idea. Some drop them in a fryer. You know. Yep. Again, are you cooking to compete or are you cooking to eat? Right, right. And, and you know, if you're cooking to compete, obviously you can't do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, and I'm certain there are other techniques. And, you know, I mean, listen, I, I give credit to all the guys in the world to compete. I went down to a competition and, and was was kind of helping out. But when I found out that the guy paid more for the mag wheels on his smoker than I paid for my smoker, I said, that's it, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not competing. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's, it's a different world. It's, it's, it's a younger man's game. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll make the rubs. You guys can flavor the stuff and, and, and cook it. I mean, I don't, I don't mind cooking, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 hours for me, you know, and, and for my friends, uh, you know, to have, to have a judge, leave to go to the bathroom and by the time he gets back his piece is dry and then he gets a bad score yeah i'm i'm not as patient as i appear on camera but <laughs> <Yeah. so
0: laughs>
1: I, I just i wouldn't play nice um so i
0: guess i gotta cancel those rims i have on layaway yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah i'm only kidding but i've been looking at a few um so that's that that's Awesome.
2: Back to the business and yeah. of Bob and Mother's Down East dinner dust. This is where yep. This is where it's going to get real interesting, yes. folks. Yes. You have heard of a company, you know, doing a sale and, you know, the big tagline, we're giving the company away. Uh-huh. Well, John is actually doing that <laughs> to an extent. Yep. So, John, when you had first, when we first started talking with the emails back and forth a few weeks ago, you had sent me this wonderful write-up about a, um, it's not an event, uh, what you got going, an idea you have or vision of where you want or wanted originally for your company to go and yep. you have decided, in the, correct me if I'm wrong, to give a basically give away thirty percent of your company.
1: Yep. yeah, what okay, it it, it kind of came in a really roundabout way. but basically the the literally the day I started the company, I made a commitment that if we grew large enough, I'd start hiring area veterans, okay. And, you know, all these noble ideas, as a business, you have to go back and you have to put that to a calculator. So, you know, and and we even have it on the website. Basically, every uh, 10,000 bottles that we sell in a given month, right, I can hire a veteran, okay, and that was literally at the very beginning. I figured that out. That's what, if I can sell ten thousand after everything else is paid for, I can hire a veteran. See, so you said, "Well, that's great." Well, as you get into the business, you you know, we started signing up stores, and we started doing orders. <clears throat> and um, there's a subscription company called the Grillmaster Club. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, they do a a couple of barbecue products every single month for their customers. Well, you know, we, we made a deal with them. And, uh, at the time that when we made the first deal, they were just getting going. They had like 400 members. So 400 members was a good order. And, you know, we filled it and everything kind of moved along. Well, (laughs) they grew a little. And their second order with us was for four thousand, and it took us everything we had to get that order together in that time frame, and supply everybody else that we already do business with. And I'm sitting here going, like, all right, well, the math still says I need ten thousand, but the way I stand right now. I, I can't get to 10,000. If I get 10,000 orders, I can't fill them. So I said, well, crap. Uh, you know, I'm either going to say, well, this is as big as I'm ever going to get and forget everything else, or we're going to figure out a way to do it. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that if I hired a veteran, they would have a job. Okay. And they would come in and they would do their job. They would do what's required of them. They would do it well. And everything is great. That's an employee. What's the incentive? So instead of hiring them, I put the word out and said, okay, here's the challenge. We're going to grow this company to a million dollar valuation in 90 days. Okay. If we do that, I will give each of you a percentage of the company up to a total of 30%. So, and, and initially I, I really focused on me. I mean, I, I wanted to focus on local veterans. Oh, absolutely. Well, the local veterans called me every name in the book. It was, you know, um, and I felt bad for them. You know, they didn't know me. I didn't know them. And they wouldn't have the conversation because the way it was set up was if you're interested, I'm going to do basically like this. I'm going to do a zoom meeting. I'm going to explain the good, the bad, the ugly, all the rules. You can decide. Yes. You can decide. No, still respect you, you know, but we're going to get to a million dollar valuation in 90 days with you or without you. So um, as it turned out, the, the veterans that I'm currently working with are from a lot further away. The closest one to me is in New York. Anyway, um, we've got a little bit about eight weeks left to get to where we want to be. Um, we want to get there by veterans day. So I'm mean, we're really trying to put the whole thing together so that, um, you know, it, it, it has some impact that, you know, uh, veterans are, are no different than anybody else with ambition. You know, uh, you know again, especially the younger guys, uh, the guys and gals that are coming back now, the guys and gals that are getting out now, they're the ones that are sitting there going, okay, what am I going to do? You know, where where do I belong? And, you know, why not put yourself in a position of leadership? You know, that's what you were. You know, if you were in the service for any length of time, yep. literally more than a year, you were in charge of something or somebody. You know, and as you progressed, obviously that 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 got bigger. So, you know, we we've uh, we've got them. They're out there. They're talking to uh, uh, the guys that we have now are talking to uh, stores, uh, meat suppliers in their areas, and we meet every single week we do a, a video meeting like this we talk about the good the bad the ugly you know and right from the start i told them listen you know i'm not i'm not tossing anybody aside on this one you're here till the end or until you say i'm out okay so there's going to be something for everybody at the end whether we hit that number or not you know but in in you know in all candor Uh we've had a couple of guys go, you know what, this is this is not for me. I I'm not in, you know, and that's that's okay. You know, in fact, we've left it with one of them that um their expertise is in logistics, that if we do get to the number and we're looking for somebody in that position, we'd like to talk to them about just coming aboard for a job. So, you know, it's it's working out really well. It helps me. In that my goal is, is to work with younger veterans, you know, as, as you guys may know where I live in the Northeastern part of Maine, the economy is such that if you're not out lobstering or part of the tourist industry, it's tough. And so consequently, a lot of young people are leaving. Well, I can't stop all the young people from leaving, but I can go after the people that I can relate to, which are veterans. You know, they've got families. I mean, look, you guys live in New Hampshire. I live there. It's a beautiful state. And 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 there's a certain lifestyle that comes with that, the outdoors and things. We've got the coast. We've got scenery, you know. But these young people are giving that up to move to an area to produce income. Okay. It's nothing wrong with that. You want to take care of your family. That's the honorable thing to do. I want to give them the option. Right? You can stick around here, live the lifestyle, and you know I'll be able to pay you a salary that, that is going to allow you to live here and take care of your family. So that's the genesis of it. The big thing is, um, you know, we've been approached like, why don't you take on investors? Why don't you, you know, I, I don't need investors. What I need is talent. I need work ethic. Right. Mm. If, if um, you know, if people buy our rubs, that's better than an investor. It it really is, you know, and I'm going to know that against businesses that go after investors. I, I think it's important. I think that at some point we may need investors, but for right now, our, our growth is in, is in people buying the rubs, you know, you um, know, I mean as we tell our story you know use it on um, everything you know uh the the short speeches we designed it to be used on anything that used to have fur fins or feathers <laughs> but our customers are using it on everything literally from avocado toast to fried zucchini and we've got a restaurant <clears throat> that uses the honey and heat to make margaritas oh so and and yeah, if you like margarita, it's great. All I'm saying is that because of the way we blended the spices, people are trying <laughs> things I never would have thought of. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm uh, you know, like you got meat and potatoes, guys. I'm a meat and meat guy. You know, I, I have a side of me up yep. with my meat. Yep. <laughs> I speak and, for that. <laughs> but, but almost 45% of our customers are women. And and they're sending in amazing recipes that in like you know and I'm not talking about the the fancy dishes or things but things that that I wouldn't have thought of you know um, I mean last year a lot of our stores were closed due to COVID so we went straight to our customers and said listen we're going to have a contest and I want you to send me the weirdest thing you've ever put Bob and Mother's on. And I want pictures, and I want the recipe. And a woman ended up winning the contest. And what she did was she sliced pineapple, put honey and heat on it, and then put it in a dehydrator and made spicy pineapple chips. And I said, you win. I, you know, that, I, that's an awesome recipe. I never would have thought of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Amazing. It, 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 so, you know, we we're encouraging people. That if you want to support us, you know, buy the rubs. And, you know, if they go into the website, they'll have the the names and areas that the different guys that are with us are covering. And I would rather you order it through them. They can pick up a little extra money as they go. Mm -hmm. Um, if you know a store that wants to carry it, go to the website, send us their name, we'll contact them. You know, every one of the stores that carries us started with us sending them a sample, said, take this home, try it. We'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm. No sales pitch. Cause they're either going to like it or they don't. We're not looking to be in Hannaford's or Shaw's or, you know, and or, or Publix for the people that are further away Kroger's. I'd rather be in a store where the guy behind the counter cutting the meat knows every cut of meat, you know, a gourmet shop that specializes in food. So that's our, that's our, um, awesome. our, it's just pitch an and our contribution to society.
2: Awesome. So, any, uh, any veterans out there, how can they get in touch with you and t- to talk about? They can, the they team? can,
1: the easiest thing to do is email me. And, uh, it's real simple. It's bum and mothers at gmail.com. Just spell it just like it is on the bottle. You know, B-U-B-N-M-U-T-H-A-S, mothers at Mm gmail.com. And, you know, I answer every email personally. Uh, We'll talk to them. Maybe there's something for them. Maybe there's not. You know, love to have them. Um, You know, hey, listen, I'd love to be big enough to have 100 veterans. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be around on this planet long enough for that to happen. But, you know, it won't be because I'm not eating good food. That's yep. it. So awesome, John. This was incredible.
2: Thank you so much for taking the time out to Absolutely. join us. Where can everybody find you social media-wise? I know you got a Facebook, YouTube. What, what else you got rolling?
1: Instagram, at Bub and Mothers. Twitter, at, at Bub and Mothers. Um, we've got a fan page. Uh, Fans of Bub and Mothers, Dry Rubs on Facebook. All of those you can find... Just by going to com, and we've got links to all those places. They can just go from
0: there. Perfect. Amazing.
2: Perfect. Awesome, John. Like I said, thank you so much. You're doing great things with the veterans. Love to be able to spotlight a local uh, We don't get business. to do that enough. We don't get no, to do cause that enough. because there's not a lot here.
0: not. So, it's been, uh, so it's, been honestly, it's been a pleasure. Honestly, it's been an honor.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much.
1: Well, my pleasure, guys. And. Uh, it's it's an honor to be one of the few and the proud in the New England. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Thanks a lot, John. Hang on one sec. We'll be right back with you to finish up. Unbelievable. Awesome. Great local company right here in Maine. Yep. And I, lo- I love the 1733 in St. Louis, I'm going to... That is—we uh, have to look
0: into that and uh, spread That's that awesome. throughout the industry. We, we, we're, gonna, we're gonna hold that. We're gonna hold that card yeah, in, there, right? in the sleeve at all times. Now, what do we got going on next week?
2: Next week, we are actually gonna recap the American Royal. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh I'm not a hundred percent positive if Emily Park, who runs everything, is gonna join us oh. or a member of her team. I'll be here, by the way. She's gonna okay. Cool. I
0: originally had a, yeah. a, a doctor appointment or yeah. whatever, but that's rescheduled. So. Okay.
2: So we had talked. Obviously, she was a little busy last week. Just a, mm-hmm. a little. Just a so smitch. she's like, listen, I'm so sorry. I'm like, listen, you were running around the speedway with your head cut off. I go, don't worry about it. She goes, either either me or one of the members of my team. She goes, I'll figure it out. I'll let you know. So awesome. either Emily or a member of a team, we're going to recap the Royal. Amazing. Hopefully get a little couple backstories of mm. some... Yeah. Uh, shenanigans some yeah. shenanigans <laughs> went on in the back awesome. yep. so yep. that'll be fun so that's that's next week i'm excited yeah. until nice. then until then well oh. oh. yeah we're just going to jump it <laughs>
0: <laughs> keep the smoke rolling keep,
2: keep the, the smoke, smoke rolling, rolling.